the name of the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Gospel of the third Sunday of the Blessed Month of Abib, as we just heard, is telling us the famous story about the Lord feeding the multitude. And there are many lessons we can learn and reflect on in this passage. But I would like to focus today on the challenge that the Lord Christ gave to the disciples before blessing the five loaves and the two fish. He told the disciples, give them something to eat. The Lord Christ knew that they don't have enough resources, but he wanted to teach them how to make calculations. There are multiple ways in how people calculate things. And as we will see here today, the disciples made the calculation as per the usual way. We have five loaves and two fish. We have five thousand men and women and children to feed. Then they concluded it's not going to work. So today we're going to talk about different calculations. We'll speak about biblical examples, life challenges, and lessons learned. As I said today, the disciples, when they made the calculation, they didn't put the consideration of the Lord Christ being among them. It's all about what we have, our resources, and what we need to do. And definitely, this ended up for them saying it will never work. This is an example of how when we make calculations, not considering the presence of God, it usually leads us to this kind of sense of despair. There are other examples in the Bible we can see also and learn how people, different people, make different calculations. When Moses sent the spies to the promised land, he sent 12, one representative of each tribe. They came back with two different kinds of reports. Ten of the tribes, ten of the spies came with this report. The land is very good, but considering the challenge, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. We're so little, there is no way you can get there. In comparison, we find two of the spies, Caleb and Joshua. These went to the same land, saw the same people, and came reporting to Moses this. Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take position, for we are well able to overcome it. What is the difference? The difference is the two spies had the factor of faith added to their calculation, and then it will work. Other ten never considered this factor that God is with us or not, it didn't make in, for them in their mind any kind of sense. Another example also is David in front of Goliath. The whole army of Israel faced Goliath and they were terrified. He's a giant man who's nine feet uh, in, in his uh, length. And then Saul, even the king himself, was so afraid. And we hear this, Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, when Goliath came challenging them, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. This man is too big to overcome. Look at David. David, the 18 years old young man, was much, much shorter, no experience in, in battle before. David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. For the people of Israel, Goliath was too big to get him down. For 
David, he was too big to miss. I have a stone in my, um, what do you call it? The snapshot or whatever, slingshot. And then he got the man down. So again, the same challenge, different people, different calculations. Another challenge also was before Nehemiah. He had a city that's ruined, wood that's broken. People are dismayed, discouraged. They think of themselves that we are no more the people of God. Who can get something good out of this kind of people at this time? But for Nehemiah, he made the calculation, I have those people in addition to the presence of God. The God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. And he was able to finish the job, build the wall in 52 days, something miraculous, only because he made the calculation considering the presence of God among them. Another example also is from the book of Second Kings. At the time of Elisha, there was a famine that led people to eat their own children. It's a scary story when we read it. So we find Elisha coming with good news. He said, hear the word of the Lord, thus says the Lord, tomorrow, in one day, about this time, a seah of fine flour, it's a measure, shall be sold for a shekel, very cheap, with very abundance of fl flour, and then it's going to be very cheap. And two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. This is something that's too big to happen, as I said, in 24 hours. Then we see next to Elisha, while he was bringing this good news to the king, an officer on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? He was mocking Elisha. This will never happen. There is no way the problem can be solved in one day. Elisha said, you will see it, but you will never be able to eat from it. And this is what happened when the good news came and God made some kind of relief for the people. This officer was trampled upon by the people who hurried to get for themselves food. So we can see from these examples, those people are reflecting us, how we make calculations. Do we consider the factor of faith? Or, or everything only is dependent on the resources we have in our hands and what we are facing and what we need to meet. In life, there are many challenges for us in the same way also. Navigating, for example, marital life and raising godly children in a corrupt and a hostile world like the world of today, many people, they get discouraged and look and say, there is no way, how can we raise children? who know God and, and they worship Him. How can we navigate through marriage with all of its conflicts and differences and understandings and backgrounds? How can we do this? If we make the calculations based on us only, our limitations, and what we are seeing around us, it will never work. We will always be less than all of these challenges around us. But if we make the calculation that we have all of these, but we have God on board, and we have his, Him with us, then it will work. 
and still in a corrupt world we can live a godly life and we can raise children who truly know him and truly follow him with a steadfast heart. It is hard, but again, it depends on how I think about the challenge and how I consider the factor of faith or not. If we look at something like the ministry of the church, with its limited resources and the profound needs and threats, now we look at big companies, we all know them, Apple or Amazon, and we think these companies are too big to fail. But let me tell you something, these companies will fail. Competition will get them out, and other companies will rise. And this is the story of every generation. We do not know any company today operating that started in the 16th century or something before this. Even empires, they come to fail. And it is astonishing that the church, this kind of organization, that's with limited resources, church doesn't have an army, doesn't have people who are working in administration or logistics or all of these kinds of human resources that we see in other companies. How the church, with no weapons, with no army, with no employees even, still surviving, living, and still doing its mission. There is no way any kind of calculation would get us to this conclusion. The story of the Coptic church, for example, in Egypt, how the church is still alive and prospering, how there are still people come in it. This is a miracle by all means, by all standards. If we think about the challenges around the church, what is needed of it, there is no way the church can be living. But the, ch the church understood how to make calculation. It is keeping Christ in her. When Christ in her, she will survive, she will live. If Christ is out, even if it has everything, it will never be able to make it. Another challenge also is struggling against sin and temptation that are around us all the time. Sometimes we come to this kind of conclusion, there is no one who is godly. There is no way people can live today as chaste, as good, as prayerful, as we hear in the stories of the church saints. But this is not true. And again, I do not want young people to be discouraged when they hear stories around them every day that everyone is living in sin. Everyone is doing this or that, and there is no way anyone can live today as a godly person. This is not true. This is a lie. If we believe that I still can live with the aid and support from God, I can still live as a godly person, as a person according to God's heart, it is doable if we believe it, if we put the factor of faith in consideration. Without it, we just give up. It's okay, everybody's doing the same. Even people in the church are doing this. By the way, when we say this, people in the church are living in sin. We do not know everyone. And believe me, there are people in the church that maybe you do not know, they do not get your attention, but they are good people and they're still holding on living a godly life. So don't please come to this conclusion, everyone is bad accordingly, no one can live as per the commandment of God, and sin is inevitable. Another challenge also is giving with limited and insufficient resources. If you tell me today how the widow made the calculation to go to the temple and give all of his position, how did she do this? I have two mites, 
It's nothing. And this is all what I have. And I go to the church or to the temple and give. She will go back home facing maybe hungry children or she needs to do something with her, with them and she has no resources. How did she make the calculation this way? It is the factor of faith. I can still give and God will never abandon me. Today we make this calculation as, ah, I don't have enough money. So accordingly, tithes will be ignored. Giving will be something that's, oh, maybe whenever I have enough, what is enough? The story of the widow is telling us if this woman was able to give while she has nothing, then no one of us is excused from this kind of command. It's a declaration of faith. I trust God, so I give. I trust that if I have $10 without tithes, and I have nine, and I bid my tithes, the nine with a blessing are much, much more than 10 without it. This is how people of faith make calculations. Again, all of these challenges are every day. And it will always depend on us, how we make calculations, if we consider faith or not. There are lessons learned also from what I have mentioned today. The first thing is, when we build the experience that I consider faith and the presence of God, and I see that he's going to help and aid and make it to work, this will help me later in a bigger challenge. The Lord Christ, when he said to the disciples, feed the multitude, they said, we can't, it's not going to work. But later on, at the time of his ascension, he gave them uh, maybe a more difficult assignment. Go and make disciples from all nations. Now the resources is, is exactly this, 11 people. What is needed is to preach the word in the whole world. It's much, much difficult than feeding five thousand people from five loaves and two fish but they never asked him how or it's not going to work because he solved the equation for them he said and i am going to be with you it's enough we know that when you are present things will work when you are on board then we will be okay they learn it from the lesson of feeding the multitude and applied it when the lord entrusted them with the greatest mission of their lives Another lesson also is always asking the question, if God is on board or not, he is with me, he is blessing this or not. He is in my house, he is in my life, or I am doing things on my own. We hear this in Psalm 16, and we say it and repeat it every day in the Matins. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. Because he has set the Lord before him, and he is in his, on his right hand, he shall not be moved. This is a man of faith. He made the calculation always considering God is present. He is with me. He is at my home. He is in our church. And that's, it will always work. One way or another, he will get it to work. The third lesson is, even when we do not know what to do, prayers will be our refuge and the way to calculate matters before a, a major challenge. This one that faced King Jehoshaphat was bigger than anything else. At that time, he has almost no resources. No one will fight against all of his neighbors, 
all of the armies of his neighbors are gathered against him in one time. He has no plan, has no one to go with him even to fight. Then we find him praying this, for we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Jehoshaphat had only the factor of faith. He doesn't have power, he doesn't know what to do. We can all relate to this kind of situation. Many times we face something and say, I cannot really know how to do, how to handle this. It is beyond my ability even to think about it. But I, my eyes are toward you. And the factor of faith is what I'm going to rely on. And it worked. And God helped Jehoshaphat and he was victorious. The last lesson we learned from this ways of calculation that one calculation will lead us to a life of fear. When we always think of ourselves only, what we have, what the bank account is reflecting, this will lead us always to anxiety. No, no, it's not going to work. The world is so hostile. Let us move from a place to another place. Today, America is not very safe. Let us go to Australia. And they may be later going to another place. It will always be the same, by the way. Let's go back to Egypt. Now it's safer. These people, at least what they think. One calculation will lead us to a life of fear and anxiety. The other, to that of hope and confidence. It does not depend on what you have, where you are, what kind of resources are in your position. It will always based on this kind of calculation. I calculate things plus the presence of God. I hope and I pray that we all make the calculations considering the factor of faith and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.